Do not bark during this episode of filming. Please. Hello and welcome to Couple of Idgets, your daily... Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> Knock it off! Just a second, we'll start this episode here. Oh, I got a wireless mic, look at me. Hey, knock it off, knock it off. Come on. I'm trying to record a show here. Um, oh, UPS driver's here. Yay, we get presents Heck from the UPS presents. man. <laughs> and that's right. why the dogs are outside going ape. Ay, ay, ay. So much excitement within the first minute. Oof-da. You really get a feeling like, I, I hope our listeners get a feeling like they're really here with us <laughs> in our daily lives. They go, oh, those poor people and those dogs. Those dogs, yeah. Licking themselves, you know farting, what, though? barking. When we when we when we start getting a fan base, I bet you the dogs are going to end up with more fan mail and treats and presents Probably. than we will. <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. They're going to see pictures and oh, look at the puppy. Yes, especially when they saw how cute Harley Quinn is. All right, let's start the show over. All right. Hello and welcome to a couple of idiots. This is your daily episode by episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. And three dogs <laughs> randomly bark when the UPS delivery driver shows up. Or the male person. Of course, the one's in bed, but he's in bed. He's kind of old. And yeah, the two girls are outside barking. Nuts. It's Making like, the neighborhood safe. Hey, they have a bloodlust for delivery drivers. And they that do. brings us to this great segue where we talk about episode uh this is season two episode three entitled bloodlust yes it is cool opening song they finally played an opening song and i was like yeah this is rocking it's the wheels on the bus keep on turning by journey <laughs> or wheels in the sky here wheels in the sky <laughs> wheels on the bus go round and round Wheels in the sky keep on turning. Okay, yeah. Wheels in the sky keep on turning. Or burning or whatever the hell. I don't know. Oh, we don't even know exactly what the song is. But, nice song. But we know it's Journey. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they did a recap, and there was something that uh, they pointed out in that recap explicitly that I, it kind of passed me by. I don't think I even commented on it. Um, in the previous, uh, I think it was... Season two, episode one. There, um, John leans over and whispers something to Dean, and we don't know what it is. But then Sammy explicitly asked, "What did he say before? Did he say anything before he to you before he died?" Or, but, and then Dean lies and says no. But we know for a fact that John did say something to him. What was it that he said? We do know that John said something to him, and I had mentioned that, though, um, yesterday. You you pointed it out that Sam asked and Dean lied? Yes. Yeah, well, that was really, it was called out in that recap. I mean, it triggered me, and I was like, yeah, what the hell did he say? We, do find, we do find out later what, what John told okay. Dean. Okay, all right. No spoilers. No, I'm not going to say I'm a word. I'm trying to enjoy this, you know, as it washes over me every day. <laughs> and the girls are back. Yep, the dogs are back. The neighborhood is safe from so all the. Now I want to know it was delivered. Ooh, my shoes. If this is a video podcast, we could we could do one of those little opening bits, like 
There you go. I don't understand how there's channels with millions of views and all they do is open things up. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Let's get to this episode, though. Yeah, we haven't even started this episode yet. So we're in Red Lodge, Mississippi? Montana. Montana, okay. Red Lodge, Montana. There's a girl running through the woods. She trips over a log because every girl running in the dark through the woods trips over a, the same log, I think. I do think it's the same log. Every person, not just every girl, every guy, every single person. Yeah, there's a trip log There's out always there. a trip. Uh, she hides behind tr a tree, tells running from something. And now at this point, our TV is so black and kind of crummy. Uh, what it looked like to me was that there was a tall, headless person with a scythe. I think that's what the the curved blade thing and decapitated a chick and then i was like oh this is like a headless horseman ichabod crane thing because i thought the dude that cut off the chick's head was headless himself did it look <laughs> like that to you no okay well that's what i saw with my eyes <laughs> so it, it left me a little confused no, but you're kind of like, oh, who would be running chasing this poor girl through the woods beheading her for yeah, and then apparently you're, you're, no reason so like most other supernatural openings, well, oh, now we know our villain. It's this, well, what I thought was the headless horseman guy. <laughs> he isn't headless. Um, so that sets it up. Go to commercial. Come back and ACDC is playing. Yeah, back in black. And so his car's fixed. What do you think that took him to uh, fix up? Nine months, a year? It took him a while. It, yeah, it never specifies how long he was. He and Sam were at Bobby's fixing it up. I really wish they would have foreshadowed or told us how much time had passed. Not foreshadowed, but... Yeah, told us how much time was passed. Implied it. Something. Even he said, yeah, we haven't been hunting since last spring. You know? Right. It, yeah, yeah. There was nothing. That's true. Um, but yeah, yeah, back in black, as we all know. And this is the first time that Dean officially calls the car a baby, because Sam's like, hey, if you two need a room together... Now, I think he, in the last season, at some point, he said, don't scratch my baby. He, he said, he referred to his car as my baby. He didn't use it as a proper name. Right, but yeah, we later discovered that, yes, Dean has named the car baby. But now, yeah, it's, it's the car's proper name. My parents and grandparents have a theory that if you name your car, you'll keep better care of it. Have you ever heard that theory? Only from you. My parents always named the car. Betsy was always the car's name, no matter what car it was. I don't know. Do you think he took better care of Betsy? Probably not. They all ended up being POSs that died, so, you know, whatever. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry your childhood was filled with bad cars. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It just, you know, cars eventually get old and you have to trade them in for something new. Now... And then this is, you always comment on how I pick out the most weird, mundane things that happen in the background and zero in on them. Oh At this gosh. point, I saw something, and I even rewound it. You think it's ridiculous, but I just thought it was interesting. Uh, they get done talking. We know the car's back to health. They're heading out to go on a hunt. He uh, Dean's really happy that it's like five hours away or something like that, 300 miles 300 away. 300 miles. Then... There's a sound effect of the car, like, speeding up and roaring to life. The engine was revving, according to their closed captioning. Yeah, okay. Even according to closed captioning. <laughs> the experts over there at the CC. Uh, then 
we we it's like a shot from the rear uh, the car is driving away so you just see the rear bumper and then the car takes off really fast but the problem is if you look at the dots on the middle the dividing line you know down the middle of the road right those are slowing down so really the camera car slowed down and then the other car just drove away in front of it at regular speed to make it look like it to make it look like it revved up and took hauled ass away but they didn't well you know they happen sometimes (laughs) and i I, yeah rewound it that is what happened right yes well i didn't pay attention to um the uh, lines on the road the broken lines on the road. I, right. didn't, I didn't look at that. But I'm like, yeah, looking at it from the two cars' perspective, like, yeah, obviously that probably is what happened. The, the film, the camera car probably did slow down, and the Impala was just going the same speed. Yeah, it was just doing 45 or whatever it was doing when they were filming. Yep. So that was fun. Um, if you're watching this episode, look for that. Um. Uh, Next we see the boys, I mean, this is like abrupt. Um, the boys are at the, um, in a sheriff's office asking about dead people and cattle mutilations. And can you fill that out a little bit more for me? Yes, they were dressed as reporters doing a story, and they were asking about um, the murders. I guess there were a couple of bodies found with severed heads and uh, dead cows. So they're talking about cattle mutilation. And so then Dean asked if there was any other type of ritual stuff. And the cop was like, what are you talking about? And Dean's like, you know, like satanic cult ritual stuff. And so the cop starts laughing and Sam and Dean are sitting there stone-faced serious. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're serious. And he kind of blows them off. (coughs) But first he goes, and I had to laugh because Dan doesn't know the joke. He asked, what newspaper do you report to? And it's weekly world news. And the reason I have to laugh is because that comes back as kind of a in. Well, weekly world news was a real thing. It was the black and white rag at the end of the uh, checkout aisle. They had the most fabulous stories. That was the Bat Boy newspaper. Right, right. But this is kind of like the weekly world news is a punchline throughout, kind of an inside joke throughout the series. Yeah, which... I think everyone knows that reference, though, don't right. they? Right. Yeah, I do think so, too. Uh, I, I, so I loved the Weekly World News. I, I got that all the time as a kid to read. It was so hilarious. I knew it was fake, but it was still interesting to read. I, I don't know. <laughs> that and The Inquirer. Yeah, those were the two that... But, like, The Inquirer, they were trying to be a real, you know... That was like a half-ass real newspaper. They actually broke stories sometimes. They're the ones that busted the whole Bill Clinton thing open. Sometimes they did. But uh, of course, after no, watching Men in Black, we know that's where the real news happens. I do like that theory that uh, mainstream media is all fake, but then the, the obscure, weird-ass papers are the real actual news. The tabloids. It's probably more real than we know, <laughs> to tell you the truth. That's the scary part, is it's probably fact. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it gets thrown out, um, uh, of their office. Then right away we see Sam and Dean dressed up as like medical students and they're in a morgue. I think they're in the hospital. To me, they look like they were dressed up as doctors, but they are definitely in a hospital. This is some pretty abrupt editing. I mean, they went from car to reporters and sheriff to now doctors. It's kind of like, okay, can you tie this stuff together a little bit? Well, it's all doing their investigation. The reason they went to the morgue is they wanted to 
check out the victim that was beheaded. So that's what they do. They, you know, get the body of the cooler. Of the cooler. <laughs> Reminds me of Hogan's Heroes. Anyway, and the, the head out of the little tote that they had the head in. Yeah, so they, uh, Dean talks Sam into checking the head out, um, sticks his fingers in his mouth. Uh, Sam complains that he's going to throw up. Dean says he thinks he saw something on the lip, asks Sam to pull it back. Sam is just really a wimp on this. I mean, the head's dead. Right, I can't believe that Sam was you know, like, oh, I'm gonna th- you want me to throw up, dude? Because that's not, these boys have seen a lot of crap. They dug up bodies and salted and burned them. I mean, just the smell alone Ex- would make yes, me exactly. throw up on memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they find uh, some fang holes, so vampire fang holes in the head. And they realize, huh, that's what's going on. Vampires, and so obviously whoever beheaded this vampire must well, they didn't really say it at the time, but I was assuming when I first saw the episode, oh, it must be another hunter. And that's, that was the girl that we saw in the woods, and we understood why she was being chased and why she was beheaded, because yeah, she was a vampire. Yeah, it explains it right now, that a vampire hunter is the one that chopped off a vampire's head. Yeah, it, it all made sense now. I didn't right. think that it was a headless horseman situation. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a vampire stalked and killed situation. Um. So after they inspect the head, the boys head to a bar, and the, my biggest pet peeve, two beers, please, <laughs> and magically two random-ass beers in mugs. No, these are bottles of beer. Oh, they got bottles? Well, yes. they're drinking mugs of beer later. Later, what? yeah, later. Uh, so yeah, just two random bottles pop up. I mean, if you owned a beer company, could you just call your... What if you what if you named your beer two beers please? <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's one bottle, but it's named two beers please. So when you walk into a bar, you just say two beers please, and then they'll hand you one of what you wanted. <laughs> well, you know, back in the day when generics first came out, and they had those white cans with a black letter, and it just said beer. Now that oh, that that was the coolest thing. I was way too young to drink beer back then. What was did? Do you know anyone that ever bought it or drank oh, it? Oh, yeah. My Uncle Bernie did all the time. Generic beer. Yes. <laughs> like what? But I was, yeah, when that came out, I was also too young to, to drink at that time. What's Be- funny is, I mean, generic products, they're just manufactured by the real people. They just don't put the designer label on it that the company is paid to. You know, it's not like Dorito owns the Dorito factory. Some other food manufacturing company owns a factory and Dorito orders from them, packages it up, and then they ship it out. So when generics, they just pump out the Dorito machine, put some other label on it. Uh-huh. So beer. Who made the beer? Was it like Anheuser-Busch? Was it Bud Light? I don't remember who. Because like I said, I wasn't old enough to drink. Well, I, just I bet remember you your Uncle Bernie knew who it was. Uh, I bet you he did. Unfortunately, he's passed, so we can't ask him. Hmm. But I bet you we could look it's it up on the internet if we really, if we really wanted to. Yes, we could find that out. All right. Well, the boys then um, get talking to the bartender, and they're overheard by uh, Randall from <laughs> This Is Us, and uh, they start asking, you know, vampire huntery. You know, it sounds like they're looking for vampires. It's, they're not being very sly about their questions. Um, so that dude, when the boys get up and leave, that other dude. Dude's gone. Randall's missing. They're outside, and then uh, we see Randall lurking around like he's stalking him. 
Well, then the boys get the drop on him. And we quickly learn he's a hunter. And he was responsible for the two beheadings that were in that area. And he was the one that killed both those vampires. Yeah, and he does not want their help. He's like, uh, I got this thing under control. You two can leave. Bye. <laughs> he also mentioned that he knew John and he was sorry to hear about his passing. But yes, on when Dean said, hey, we can help you. He's like, no, that's okay. I got this. No worries, dudes. Yep. And then uh, the next scene, it's night. So I'm, I don't know if it's the same night or the next night. or. I'm assuming it's the same night. <laughs> so after some beers, then uh, this happens. All right. Why not? Uh, there's a guy working at some sort of uh, workshop area. It just looks steamy and dirty. He's like, like a lumber mill thing. Yes, yeah, a lumber mill or something like that. I put like it was on the waterfront because there was the waterfront. It looks like he was a security guard. He's, um, he looks scared. He's lurking around. He grabs a weapon, I think just a big stick or something. Like a baton or something because yeah. he was a security guard. Well, Randall gets the drop on him and they But tables are turned and the vampire guy nearly kills Randall. But who shows up just in time? Sam and Dean swing in to save the day. Sam and Dean, yes. And then Dean, he eventually... Gets the better of the vampire, uses the chalaw, and saws the vampire's head off, and Sam looks very disgusted and concerned at the same time. Well, they didn't really show... Uh, did they say that he cut his head off? They just showed him with the saw and the guy laying down. I don't We're, know exactly where the blade landed on him. Well, yes, the blade landed. He positioned him right where... Because first he stabbed him in the heart with some metal thing yeah. so he could hold him so he wouldn't be moving. And then I think that it was implied that Dean brought the saw right. down his neck, you know, blood spraying in his face. Not as much as I thought there should have been, but... Meh, there was probably like a, you know, vacuum system sucking up all the dust and debris from the saw cuts, so... That's possible, I don't know. There's a wet vac somewhere involved. <laughs> I have no idea how that works. Uh, after this gruesome scene, Randall and Dean go out and sell. <laughs> they go and celebrate. Well, three, yeah, they're all back at the original bar that they were at. <laughs> now they go back to the bar, and now they're drinking beer out of mugs. Right, now they are drinking beer, so they're taking um, Dean and, and, we keep calling him Randall. His character's name in Gordon the show Shumway. is Gordon Walker. <laughs> he is a hunter. Um, and they're celebrating, you know, he and Dean are drinking shots and drinking beer. and um, Sam gets pissy and leaves. Yeah, That's Sam what I wrote down in my notes. See, I'm not, you know, he's like, he doesn't think that decapitating was, you know, something to celebrate. I think to Sam, it's more like a necessary evil. Yeah, um, but Sam, so Sam gets up and leaves, and there's a little bit of back and forth here now between Dean and, um, not Randall, Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> uh, first, Dean tells stories, like, about his first kill and how he got into the life. Then Randall tells a story about his first kill. Dean talks about his dad. So you can kind of tell, though, uh, you get the you get the feeling like, hey, these two really understand each other and dad's gone. So they're going to be good friends. And when Gordon tells him about his first kill, what it was, he said one night he was home alone with his sister and he hears like the window break in her room. And there was a vampire that that knocked him out and when he said when he woke up woke up when he woke up both the vampire and his sister were gone so he said you know try explaining that to your family that's when he started 
to read about, you know, how to kill vampires and became a hunter and started tracking this vampire that, that abducted his sister. Yeah, so while those two are reminiscing, um, practically kissing, they're so in love with each other. Uh, we, There's a bromance of brewing for yeah, sure. We switch back to Sam, who's blowing in a call there to Harvell's Roadhouse to our old friend Ellen from the last episode. And wants to know, hey, do you know about Gordon Shumway? Gordon Walker. And she's got some not so pleasant things to say. She tells Sam not to work with Gordon. And Sam's like, well, I thought you said he was a good hunter. And she's like, well, he is. But it kind of sounded like it didn't usually go too good for the people. I don't know if they ended up dead or whatever. But somehow. She said everyone around him gets effed up. Basically, just like he's he, he just sounds reckless and dangerous and just stay out of that lunatic's way. Pretty much. That's what she said. You know, just yes. Don't, he's a good hunter, but don't don't get involved. So Sam's like, oh, OK. Yeah, was a good hunter. So she must just he must have crossed the line. Everyone's got word. Stay away. <laughs> then we see Sam. He's outside getting a soda and he senses that something is stalking him because he kind of slows down and looks around and i think that's such a pitiful scene by the way just sam standing in a parking lot taking sips out of his soda looking around is like oh sam doesn't have a little hunter buddy (laughs) (laughs) sam needs a friend i mean it's so pitiful he was self-isolating i guess (laughs) Don't you agree? It's like a real pitiful scene. No, I didn't view it that way. I viewed it, you know, yeah, he was by himself because he didn't want to celebrate with Dean and Gordon. But getting a soda, I didn't think it was pitiful. Just the fact that he could sense or hear someone was kind of stalking him. So I found it interesting Mm, that that he was so aware of his surroundings. He got paranoid about it. Then... but what's funny, though, is then once he stepped in his room, he's like, whew, he lets out a big sigh of relief, smiles and chuckles to himself like, I'm being silly. And then, wang, he gets clanged upside of the head with the telephone. It's <laughs> like, yo, brother, where'd your spidey senses go now? That's true. You can sense when danger's afoot, but you can't notice when it's like under your foot. <laughs> I guess not. <coughs> So, uh, the next morning, uh, we see Sam has got a bag over his head, and he's getting woke up with uh, two vampires around him, and then there's a female vampire. What was her name? Lenore, but I think it was the same night. It was the same night. It was, okay. I had I it was the next morning. No, I, I saw light some. It's the same night, yeah. He had a bag in his head. They pulled the bag off the head. He talks to Lenore and the male vampire, Eli. He's the one that was the bartender. Oh, you're right. The same night. But yeah, he's there. There was no... Because of... he. Okay, go on. Sorry. And Lenore mentions that they don't kill humans or drink their blood. They drink cattle blood. So therefore, Sam puts two and two together that they were behind the cattle deaths in the area also. Um, and she said that they were just going to pack up and leave town and did not want Sam or any other hunters to follow them. At first, Sam didn't believe her, but then she let him go. She told Eli to take him back. Don't, you know, don't hurt him. Don't do anything to him. So sure enough, Sam ends up back at the hotel. 
Yeah, they let Sam uh, just walk away. It's kind of a proof that, hey, man, we're not the bad guys here. We're trying to chill and not harm anyone. But your buddy there, <laughs> he's hunting and killing us. So it switches back to uh, the budding romance. They're in the motel room now. I don't know. Who knows if the blankets have been yet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. they're sitting there drinking more beers. And they're like, man, where is Sam anyways? And then uh, Gordon's like, ah, oh, he's probably out for a walk. He seems like a real walking around type of guy. Yeah, take a walk type of guy. <laughs> yeah, like Dean's a take like, a walk type of guy? I've never heard that saying, but okay. Well, you know, people who get upset like, I just need to take a walk. I just need to get out of here. Sam is that type. Right, right. And then uh, Dean says that. But then he walks in the room and like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> Well, because, Can I, uh, and he has to talk to Dean in private. Right, he has to talk to Dean in private. And what Dean and Gordon were doing, it looks like they were, Dean, uh, Gordon was talking about all the farms he hunt, he searched already looking for this vampire nest and couldn't find it. So they're kind of plotting out what their strategy was going to be going forward to, to ser- keep searching for this nest in the rural area. Um, because he mentioned there are like about 35 or 40 farms, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, so Dean goes out. Uh, I mean, Sam and Dean then are, they're outside and Sam's trying to explain like, hey, man, like I was, I was at the nest. They're cool. They let me go. Dean doesn't really believe him. They end up uh, yelling at each other and then Dean eventually just punches Sam in the face. Um, Sam <clears throat> kind of made comment about his, uh, Dean's newfound relationship with Gordon and says, you know, he's just a poor substitute for dad. You know, yeah. you, got, you guys seem to be so much alike, and you're using him as a substitute for a dad, but he's a poor one. Yeah, then he, he punches Yeah, him. well, he insults his new friend. He's got a buddy now, and <laughs> here's Sam peeing all over it. <laughs> peeing in the cornflakes. What a jerk. Um, so Sam has a map, and they, uh, he knows pretty much where it is by his trip there and back. He counted that it was four and a half minutes. He remembered the turns. So on a map, they were pretty, they were able to figure out where they needed to go. But what Dan failed to mention is when they went back into the motel room, Gordon was gone. And so they wanted to follow, and uh-oh, the keys are gone. So Gordon took the keys to the Impala. Yep, you're right. I did skip over that. Yeah, Gordon split on them ahead of him. Uh, so they go back to the farm, and while they're driving, they both fight about fighting. <laughs> About fighting, I didn't write that Sam down. and Dean, yeah. They get another yeah. argument about whether they should be fighting or not. Oh, okay. And at this point, some really bad background music plays. Oh, I didn't pay attention. It was some bad 80s out of place Miami Vice music that they had going. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? See, Dan, you paid attention to the most trivial things. I'm paying attention to the story. And you're paying attention to all this other crap that makes no difference whatsoever oh what can i that's why there's two of us if there was a third person they'd be noticing other things too that we don't so that's, that's why it's a two-person show <laughs> um randall jumps a vampire and stabs it with dead man's blood it looks like the vampires lenore they're packing up the uh, their vehicle, getting ready to leave. And yes, uh, Gordon gets the jump on her, stabs her with a knife that's got dead man's blood. Yeah, Sam and Dean join Gordon, uh, who is now got, has 
Lenore tied up and is torturing her by like dragging the blade in her skin. You can see it like poisoning her skin. Yes, you can. Uh, Sam steps in to stop him. And at this point, we pretty much learn that Gordon's a nut. He's a psycho because even even Dean isn't cool with the whole torture thing. He's like, you know, let's, yeah, you know, we can go in and kill him, but don't make him suffer. Don't draw this out any any more than what you have to. Yeah, and Gordon's just like, you know who they, isn't this when he said, my first kill was my own sister. They turned her. No, his his first kill was the vampire that turned her. But yes, that's when he he let them know that. Well, I thought this they implied that he killed his own sister. Oh, let me finish talking. That's when he let them know, because Dean thought that this vampire killed his sister. And that's when he says, no, he did something worse. He turned her, and I had to kill her. His first kill, I think, was a vampire that turned her. And then, yes, he did have to kill his own sister. Oh, okay. And even in Dean's mind, that shit's fucked up right there. <laughs> yeah, so they fight. Dean wins. Okay, first, <laughs> Gordon grabs Sam before all this happens, cuts his arm, and has a blood drop on Lenore. And, of course, she's a vampire. She reacts and, and goes like, see, they're all blood, you know, the blood loss. They just all want to kill us. But she kind of reigns it in and she brings it back. She's like, no, no. So she takes control of the situation. And Sam's like, this is what we were trying to tell you. This group of vampires here doesn't want to actually hurt anyone. So Sam picks her up and takes her out. And yes, and then um, first Gordon sucker punches Dean. But eventually Dean gets the better of him. Gordon ends up tied up. And the next morning, um, Sam reports that they all got away, all the other vampires. Uh, Dean sucker punch. Then they're saying goodbye to Gordon as he's tied up. Dean sucker punches Gordon. And, and before he sucker punches, he says, "You know, we'll call someone in a day or two. Let them know where you are, so they can come and untie you." And they go outside. Now Dean really has a change of heart, and he's like, he starts second guessing all of his past kills, how that he was raised. You know that Gordon sounded a lot like Dad, and maybe they didn't actually have to kill everyone that they have. Yeah, because he was like, what if we killed something that really didn't deserve to be killed? Um, so there's some conflict there. And then Sam reveals that he's going to stick around and be a pain in his ass. Mm-hmm. He really is, which is which is what Sam kind of is sometimes. I love him. Don't get me wrong. I love both these guys. But Sam can be a bit of a whiny bitch on occasion. Yeah, he and was Dean, in this episode. And Dean calls him out on it. Okay, so, I mean, I think we've talked about vampires before, but have we ever touched on the topic of cattle mutilation? Do you believe in cattle mutilation? Well, there's evidence of cattle mutilation. I was just watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and some of the stories that you hear and the photographs that you see of what happened to not the current owner of the ranch, but a couple owners before him, there's some really crazy stuff that went on down there. Okay, like? Cattle mutilations was one of them. Okay, well, what are some details? And what, what would they find that was so mysterious? Well, there was one story that was related where the um, farmer, I don't know if it was his son or a farmer and his wife anyway, 
we're going out to tag the new calves. So they come across this counter calf, tag it, move on to the next one. It was a bright sunny day. As they're tagging the other calves, they notice that this other cow, all of a sudden she's going nuts. So they go back in the same pasture to find out what's going on. For some reason, she's limping. They don't know what's happening. They see the calf totally mutilated. I mean, this calf, there was no blood, but also there was just like the head left and maybe the tail left. All the meat inside was gone. There was no blood. The ear facing the sky was cut off. I mean, this happened broad daylight within 20 minutes of them leaving this cow and her calf. That sort of stuff. Oh, it was one that they tagged and then it got, they went off and then they came back and it was all screwed up. So yeah. they actually saw it alive. Right. Before. They saw it alive like 20 minutes before this happened. Huh. So whatever That's it is, weird. I don't know. What is it? Aliens? <laughs> I don't believe in aliens. So. Bees? Killer hornets. Yeah. Whatever happened to murder hornets? Oh, murder hornets. That's right. I don't know. Maybe the COVID got them. The COVID killed the murder, murder hornets. hornets. Or, I mean, maybe that's why there's all these huge wildfires, to keep the murder hornets at bay. Hmm, like how be. you smoke bees. That could be. You never know. It's all a government plot. Mm. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to see that thing about Skinwalker Ranch. I don't think cattle mutilation's real. I think that there's... I think it's nature. I mean, you see a dead deer in the side of the road within a couple of days, that thing's gone. Yes, I understand that. But there is also what happened when the current owner's research team was there they found uh, a dead cow in the field and they called in like a, 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 I don't know if she was a reporter or whatever but anyway she used to report back on the day on a lot of cattle mutilations they had her come out and look she's like well obviously this isn't your typical cattle mutilation and they explained that the cow was perfectly fine earlier that day when they found the cow dead, there was a lot of gamma rays and microwave radiation around the cow. And they had, you know, put a fence around the cow to, to make sure that no predator got to it. But what was revealed in the final episode was like after all the research was done on this dead cow, they did drag it off to a corner of the field somewhere, so let nature take its course. They went back a few months later to check on it. Not one predator touched that cow. They think they sense that something bizarre happened with that cow and how that cow died hmm. so anyway weird it's like sometimes when the dog just looks up at the wall and you're like what are you looking at i know what you mean totally yeah Holly does that all Isn't the that time creepy it is it really it really is creepy yes it's like dude what are you sensing you never know well they have superior hearing sight smell they pick up things that pass us humans by <laughs> yeah i hate it when dogs do that me too i really hate it oh and now harley's growling knock it off i don't care if you can tell us where the poltergeist hole in the house is <laughs> um okay cool is there anything else about this episode interesting trivia on this episode while doing a stunt jared padalecki who plays sam injured his hand thought it was just sprained um, didn't think much of it. Um, started filming the next episode, and it got more and more painful. Had an x-ray, and sure enough, he had broken his hand. So in that episode, and I remember this 
watching this episode before, at the very end, he was fighting the bad creature, and he made the comment after, you know, he won the fight, I think she broke my hand. They had written that into the show to explain why in the next few episodes, Sam is now wearing a cast. Oh, fun. So that's coming up still. Yes, the next episode. But this is, he broke his hand filming this this episode, episode. but it's going to be a story element in the next episode. Yes, the very last scene in the next episode. Well, there we go. We got something to look forward to tomorrow. And that episode, episode four, season two, children shouldn't play with dead things. Ugh, gross. (laughs) All right. We will discuss that horrible topic more. (laughs) Reminder, uh, we got we got a <laughs> great English. We don't speak English so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and chat with us. There is a website, coupleofidgets.com. That has all of our episodes on it in order, so you can go through it. The first ones are a little rough. I, we've brought that up a couple of times. Hopefully people can get through those. Um, but then, of course, we are available on all the streaming services, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, etc., etc. So, speaking of that, that reminded me, oh. yesterday you asked me if I even knew how to, to listen to a podcast, which, this one I do, but it also reminded me that when I used to drive back and forth to work and listen to an iHeartRadio station, you can go through their app on your phone or on the computer and listen to podcasts, too. So I don't know if that was something we should look into for our podcast or how you... Oh, yeah. How you I wonder if... I, I, want, I don't know. I don't have iHeartRadio on my phone, I don't think. I do. Yeah, I yeah. We, you should, we should search for ourselves, and if we're not in there, see what we have to do to get added. Sounds good. Yeah, because we are not a part of the iHeartRadio app that I know of. Not part of the iHeartRadio network. <laughs> no, we certainly are not. Um, yeah, that's all we have. Cool. Thanks for giving me homework. <laughs> well, I know you have to fit it into your busy schedule. Or apps. Some apps to be had. I'm gonna go take one now. See y'all later. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs>